0: are reading Chapter 2 of a series of unfortunate events by Lemony Snicket, Book the 8th, The Hostel Hospital, Chapter 2. All of the ridiculous expressions people use, and people use a great many ridiculous expressions, one of the most ridiculous is no news is good news. No news is good news simply means that if you don't hear from someone everything is probably fine and you can see at once why this expression makes such little sense because everything is fine is only one of many many reasons why some people may not contact you. Perhaps they're tied up or perhaps they're surrounded by fierce weasels or perhaps they're wedged tightly between two refrigerators and cannot free themselves. This expression might well might well be changed to no news is bad news except for people aren't may not able be not able to contact you because they have just been crowned king yeah or busy or or competing at a gymnastics tournament the point is that there are no ways to know if somebody has not contacted you why someone has not contacted you until they contact you and explain themselves for this reason the reason the sensible expression would be no news is no news except that all it is so obvious that it is hardly an expression at all obvious or not however it is the proper way to describe what happens to the Baudelaires after they're sent to the desperate te- sent the desperate telegram to Mr Poe Violet Klaus and Sunny sat and stared at the telegrams device for hours waiting for signs of the banker's reply as the hours grew later and later they took turns dozing against the merchandise of the Last Chance General Store, hoping that any response would come from the man who was in charge of the orphan's affairs. And as the first rays of dawn shone through the window, illuminating the price tags in the store, the only news the children had received was that the, sh- that the shopkeeper had made some fresh cranberry muffins. I've made some fresh cranberry muffins, the shopkeeper said, peeking around the tower of, of flour sifters. He was wearing at least two potholders on each hand and was carrying the muffins on a stack of different colored trays. Normally, I would put them up for sale between between the phonograph records and the garden rakes. But I hate to think of you three children going without breakfast when there are vicious murderers on the loose. So have some for yourself, free of charge. That's very kind of you, Violet said, as her and her siblings each took a muffin from the shopkeeper's tray. The Baudelaire's, who had not eaten since they left the village, soon made made short work. A phrase here, which means they ate some warm, sweet crumb of the pastry. Goodness, you were hungry, the shopkeeper said. Did everything go all right with your telegram? Have you received a reply? Not yet, said Klaus. Well, don't worry your tiny little heads about it, the shopkeeper replied. Remember, no news is good news. No news is good news, called out a voice from somewhere in the store. I have some news for you, Milt, all about all about these murderers. Lou, the shopkeeper called in delight, and then turned to the children. Excuse me, please, he said. Lou is here with the daily punctilio. The shopkeeper walked walked through a bunch of rugs hanging from the ceiling, and the Baudelaire's looked at one another in dismay. "'What do we do?' Klaus whispered to his sisters. "'If the newspaper has arrived, the shopkeeper will read that we're the murderers. "'We better run away.' "'But if we run away,' Violet said, "'Mr. Poe won't be able to contact us.' "'Geekery!' Sonny cried, which meant he's had all night to contact us, "'and we haven't heard from him.' "'Lou?' They heard the shopkeeper called out. "'Where are you, Lou?' "'Oh, I'm over here by the pepper grinders,' the delivery person called out in return.' And wait till you read the story about the three murderers of that count. It's got pictures and everything. I saw the police on the way here, and they said that they were closing in. The only people they've allowed in the area were me and those volunteer people. They're going to capture those kids and send them right to jail. Kids? The shopkeeper said. The murderers are kids? Yep, the delivery person replied. See for yourself. The children looked at one another, and Sunny gave a little whimper of fear. Across the store, they can see the rustling of the, hear the rustling of the paper, and then the excited voice of the shopkeeper. (gasps) I know those kids, he cried. They're in my store right now. I just gave them some muffins. You gave muffins to murderers, Lou said? That's not right, milk. Criminals should be punished, not fed pastries. Well, I didn't know that they were murderers then, the shopkeeper explained. I, but I sure know now, and it's, "'It says right here on the Daily Punctilio. "'Call the police, Lou. "'I'll grab these murderers and make sure they don't escape.' "'The Baudelaire's wasted no time "'and began to run in the opposite direction "'of the men's voices, "'down the aisles of safety pins and candy canes. "'Let's head towards the ceramic ashtrays,' "'Violet whispered. "'I think we can exit that way.' "'But what happens when we can't exit?' Klaus whispered back. The delivery person said the police were closing in. "'Mimic,' Sunny replied, which meant, "'Let's discuss that at a later time.'" Edgad. Edgad, the children, could hear the shopkeeper's surprise from the, from a, several, uh, from a voice several aisles over. Lou, the kids aren't here. Keep an eye out for them.'" "'What do they look like?' the delivery person called. "'They look like three innocent children,' the shopkeeper said, "'but they're really vicious criminals. Be careful.'" The children ran around the corner and ducked into the next aisle, pressing themselves against the rack of construction paper and canned peas as they listened to the hurrying footsteps of the delivery person. "'Wherever you are, murderers,' he called, "'you better give up.' "'We're not murderers!' Violet cried in frustration. "'Of course you are!' the shopkeeper answered. "'It says so in the newspaper.' "'Plus,' the delivery person said in a sneering voice, "'if you're not murderers, why are you hiding and running?' violet started to answer but klaus covered her mouth before they could say anything more they'll be able to tell where we are by our voices he whispered just let them talk and we can escape lou do you see them called the shopkeeper no but they can't hide forever the delivery person said i'm going to look over by the undershirts baudelaire looked ahead of them and and he saw a pile of white undershirts that had happened to be on sale "'Gasping, the children doubled back and ran down the aisle, covered in ticking clocks. "'I'm going to try the clock aisle,' the shopkeeper cried. "'They can't hide forever.' "'The children hurried down the aisle and sprinted past the rack of towel racks and piggy banks "'and scurried over and di- around a display of sensible of sensible plaid skirts. "'Finally, over the top of the shelf of an aisle containing nothing but different kinds of bedroom slippers, "'Violet spotted a glimpse of the exit and silently pointed to the, the way to her siblings.' I bet they're in the sausage aisle, the shopkeeper said. I bet they're near the bathtub display, the delivery person called. They can't hide forever, the shopkeeper cried. And I keep that. I know. The Baudelaire's took a deep breath and then bolted towards the exit of Last Chance General Store, but as soon as they got outside, they realized the, keep- the shopkeeper was right. The sun was rising, revealing the flat and desolate landscape that the children had walked across all night. In a few hours, the entire countryside would be covered in sunlight and the land was so flat that the children would be seen from far, far away that they couldn't hide forever. And as Violet and Klaus and Sunny stood outside the last chance general store, it seemed that they couldn't hide forever, even one more instant. Look, Klaus said and pointed to the direction of the rising sun parked, parked a ways from the store was a square gray van with the letters VFD printed on the side of it. That must be the volunteer fire di- fighting disease. Violet said the delivery person said that he and the one of the volunteers were allowed in the area. Then they're, then they're on their way. Oh my gosh. Then they're, they're the only way we can hide. Klaus said. If we can sneak aboard the van, we can escape from the police, at least for now. But this might not be the right VFD, Violet said. If those volunteers are part of the sinister secret of the quagmire triplets tried to tell us about, we might might be going into a bad situation, oh, from a bad situation to an even worse one. Or, Klaus said, it might just get us closer to solving the mystery of Jacques Snicket. Remember, he said he worked as a volunteer right before he was murdered. It won't do any good to shove the, the mystery of Jacques' Nicket, Violet said, if we're in jail. Oh, to solve the mystery. Belusen, Sonny said, which meant something along the lines of, we don't even have much of a choice. In small tottering, tottering steps, she led her siblings towards the VFD van. But how will we get into the van, Violet asked, walking alongside her sister. What will we say to the volunteers, Klaus asked, hurrying to catch up. Impronto, Sonny said, which means we'll think of something but for once the three children didn't have to think of something as the youngsters reached the van a friendly looking man with a guitar in his hand and a beard in his face leaned out of one of the windows and called to them we almost left you behind brother and sisters he said we filled the van up with free with free gas and now we're all set to head off to the hospital with a smile the man unlatched the door of the van and opened it beckoning the three children climb aboard he said we don't want our volunteers to get lost before we even before even before we even sing the first verse i heard something about murderers lurking around these areas did you read the newspaper klaus said nervously the bearded man laughed and strummed a cheerful chord oh no he said we don't read the newspaper it's too depressing our motto is no news is good news you must be new volunteers that we don't not not to know that. Well, hop in. The Baudelaire's hesitated, as I'm sure you know, is really a good idea to get into an automobile with somebody you haven't met before, particularly a person that believes in, such, believes in such nonsense as no news is good news. But it is never a good idea to stand around in a flat landscape area while the police are closing in to arrest you for a crime you have not committed, and the three children paused for a moment to decide between doing something which is rarely a good idea, and something that is never a good idea. They looked at the bearded man with the guitar and they looked at each other, and then they looked back at the Last Chance General store, where they had saw the shopkeeper rushing out the front door towards the van. Okay, Violet said, we'll hop in. The bearded man smiled and the children stepped into the VFD van and shut the door behind them. They did not hop even they did not hop, even though the man had asked them to hop in because hop... (laughs) Do you Which dog is that? Buddy. I know that. Smart. Is Let's it? See. Like I said. Yep. Hi, buddy. <laughs> hop into the cheerful moments of one's life. A plumber might hop, for instance, as she finally fixed the particularly difficult leak in someone's shower. As a sculptor would hop of his hop if his sculpture of four basset hounds playing cards was finally finished and i would hop like nobody has ever hopped before if i could see somehow how to get back to that terrible thursday and stop beatrice from attending that afternoon tea where she met esme squalor for the first time but Violet, Klaus, and Sunny did not hop because they were not plumbers fixing leaks or sculptors finishing their work of art or authors magically erasing a series of unfortunate events. They were three desperate children, falsely accused of murder, forced to run out of a store in a stranger's automobile to avoid being captured by the police. The Baudelaire's were not hopping, even as the van started its engines and began to drive away from the last chance general store, ignoring the desperate signals of the shopkeeper as that ran to them as they ran to try and stop them. As V as the VFD van began to drive across the lonely landscape, the Baudelaire orphans were not sure if they would ever hop again. Well as per usual. This is a weird book. Oh, my
1: God.
0: I'm just saying. It's, like, weird. Like, weird things happen. Okay, guys, never get into a van with strangers, okay? Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Ever, ever. Right? Okay. Okay. Okay.